I just had mass with the school kids at eight, and an image popped into my mind on the way over as, after I had written my little reflection on Facebook. And um, I'm going to tell you that in a second. But first of all, I want to look back at Isaiah and say, you know, uh, somebody who reads Isaiah might say, God, make up your mind. Are you going to punish Israel or marry Israel? Are, is she going to be castigated by you or are you going to take her as your spouse? And we get both of those today. He says, no longer will I punish you. No longer will I have my wrath rise up against you, but I will make you my spouse, marry you. I'll make your descendants so many, they will be unable to be counted. But why does that Old Testament talk about God's wrath all the time? Well, it is my opinion, and some other writers, that... Um, this dualism, bad and good, um, uh, wrath and, and uh, extreme joy and love, that, that this is the way that sometimes or most times we look at life. We don't look at the grave. We look at, we, I have to do everything or I did nothing. And that's just not how life is. But not only that, the Jews, we heard it in the scriptures this week, that everything comes from the hand of God yesterday. God said, I'm the God. I'm the only God. Everything comes from me. So the Jews just believed if bad came to you, it's because you earned it. You did bad, so you got bad. And um, I don't think that's what the New Testament says, really. It talks about God's love without any conditions. Here, here he's loving those who are killing him on the cross. He's, he's forgiving those who are, who are killing him, spit on him. Uh, put a crown of thorns into his head. So what's going on? Well, this is the better image, I think. It's not written in here. So a billionaire walks into McDonald's because he's craving those wonderful uh, little narrow skinny fries of theirs. They're really good. Goes into McDonald's, wants those fries. Now, he could buy the McDonald's. He could buy the whole chain of McDonald's. He's a billionaire. When he walks in, he sees this innocent young waitress in there that she's got tattered clothes. You can tell she's very poor, just making it the poor thing. She's almost breathless with rushing to work so she can do her work and then go to another job. And suddenly his heart is just full and he goes up to her and he says, I think I love you. I want to marry you. And out of his pocket, he pulls this huge diamond ring and puts it on her finger and she almost passes out. What did she do to deserve this? Nothing. But it was about him. He just was filled with love. It's the oldest story in the books, isn't it? Not? You see this in movies all the time. Billionaire falls for this poor young thing, and, and she's swept up into luxury for the rest of her life. Well, that's the story of God with us, I think. I think God falls in love, so to speak, with us, not because of anything we've done, not because we're perfect, not because we've stopped sinning, but because God is love. God is good. God is God. And when God looks at us, God looks at us with God eyes. And he listens to us with God ears. And he sees and hears what we could be. He sees and hears the best self that we are, even when we don't achieve it very often. What if you and I believe that? What would it look like today and every day if we believed God loved us in that way? And I'm not sure that most Catholics do. 
It's my experience that they don't, that they're measuring God's love based on how good they are or how much they stop sinning or whatever. And I would suggest to you that this whole Advent, it's all about Jesus coming into our lives. Will we let him in? Is he knocking at that door and we say, no, I'm not perfect yet. No, I haven't stopped sinning enough yet. No, God, I haven't earned your love yet. And he's just saying, oh my God, let me put the diamond ring on your finger. I want to espouse you. I want your love in my life because I want to pour all of my love into yours.